The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. Patrick Holmes is not playing a boring style of offense. He's playing a winning one. It's the best offense in the NFL. It's the best <laughs> offense in the NFL, and it's double. It's double what the freaking Bills are doing. Go, go, go have your Josh Allen. Who? This is the stat that separates the MVP conversation. This is the stat that has people comparing Josh Allen. Josh Allen. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm personal price plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash RingerNFL. Just go to Indeed.com slash RingerNFL right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Josh Alien, I like it. Hello and welcome to The Island on the Bringer NFL Show feed. I'm Nora Pinciotti and I am here with a first-time guest. It's Austin Gale. Austin, welcome to The Island. Oh my gosh, this is the biggest thing that's happened in my career. I'm so excited. I've listened to The Island. I've listened to you for such a long time. It's so cool to get on a podcast with you. I will say, I am a huge fan of Nora Princiati at 2x speed because that's where I listen to the podcast at. So it's going to be an adjustment Yikes. hearing your voice at normal speed, but I'll uh, I'll see where we go. First of all, flattery will get you everywhere. I'm, I'm feeling big things about the end of this island episode for you, but I see what you're doing, Austin. Uh, <laughs> so I hear that you've got a take about Patrick Mahomes, a, a, a lesser known quarterback in the NFL that we're going to talk about here on the island today. Lay it on me. Here's the island take, and I don't know if people are ready for it. We are not talking enough. The NFL is not talking enough about Patrick freaking Mahomes. Think of the island like a record spinning on a turntable. Only now, that record is skipping. Like, I think that you see all those tweets, right, where everyone's like, Patrick Mahomes said this, ESPN, we've been talking about it for 40 days. This year, we have to be talking more about what Patrick Mahomes is doing, man. Like this Chiefs offense is different and in a great way. I think the stat I'll start with is scoring down in the NFL. I think you've done some research on this. I think you're working on like a handful of things to look at just like why scoring is down. Specifically, scoring is down 300, um, uh, from 349 points, uh, roughly six. They've only scored 349 points this year, which is down roughly 6% since last year, but that's th- 349 total points. They're down. Completions of 20 plus air yards are down from 403 in 2022 or 2021 to 332 in 2022. That's a 70% drop. People aren't creating explosive plays. Why? Everyone keeps talking about the too high stuff. Too league high coverages wide. are being league wide. People are playing more too high coverages in the NFL every single year. When you look at 
2019, two high coverages on obvious, obvious passing downs, 27% of the time, now 41% of the time. Teams are playing more too high to limit these explosive plays. And when you look at this year specifically, down 17% in completions of 20 plus air yards. The Chiefs specifically lost Tyree Kill, right? Who has 600 more receiving yards on those types of throws than any other player in the NFL. He might be the best deep threat since Randy Moss. The Chiefs were winning a lot of games and having success offensively because they could create deep, open throws, those 20-plus yard throws. This season, no Tyree Kill in a league that's calling more too high, the same too high coverages that limited the Chiefs. You know, Tyree Kill or uh, Patrick Mahomes after week seven last year led the league in interceptions with Zach Wilson with nine. Like He was struggling with these too high shells. This year, he's mastered the mid-range shot, man. This, this Patrick Mahomes is different throwing from five to 15 yards down the football field. Last year, bottom five inefficiency epa per drop back repay per attempt targeting five to 15 yards downfield he's now first in epa per attempt targeting five to 15 yards downfield and first in epa per or yards per attempt on those same throws kansas city chiefs patrick Mahomes, andy reed has changed the game in terms of how they attack two high shells and how they attack defenses that are trying to limit the big play and now the result the chiefs are averaging 1.38 epa per drive that's double the second best team. That's double the second best team and, and more than double every other team in the NFL. This Chiefs offense is different and it's better without, without Tyreek Hill. That, that's saying something. Okay. I, I want to talk about some of what's making this offense go in the short intermediate areas of the field, like you mentioned. What's made Mahomes this sort of like mid-range jumper specialist this season. I want to talk about that in a minute. But let's zero in on what exactly we're talking about here, right? When we say that we... The collective, the royal we, we are not talking about Patrick Mahomes enough, right? Because, so I looked it up. He's third in MVP odds on FanDuel behind Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts. He's second in our guy Stephen Ruiz's quarterback rankings. He's fourth in PFF grade. He's behind Josh Allen, Geno Smith, and Tua. The offense, they're second in yards per game. They're first in points. He's third in air yards per pass attempt. So he's hanging in there. You know, if you look at it statistically, you look at it on the PFF grade, you look at it on some of the sort of discourse betting, who's ranking who where stuff. He's up there. Do you think that he is, why is he flying under the radar? Like what what's making him underrated in this moment relative to a lot of that stuff that does have Mahomes? Like is the point that he should be the MVP favorite should he be above those guys on the list like talk me through where we're selling him short here the difference for me when you compare him to the mvp competition right jalen hurts is far exceeding expectations and he's on an undefeated football team with the easiest strength of schedule remaining for the year like, like they, there's a chance they go undefeated right like, there's a chance that the eagles go undefeated it's why nick right. sirianni is the favorite for coach of the year they are drastically exceeding expectations and when you look at specifically like voter betting right when you're betting on voters a lot of that is exceeding expectations exceeding preseason expectations that's why bill belichick doesn't win coach of the year it's like mike tomlin does it it's like you have to exceed expectations for jalen hurts nick sirianni that's the reason why they're both in that conversation for josh allen i argue josh allen what he's doing at the quarterback position is going against the grain maybe better than what Pat Mahomes. he's still like just this freakish alien running the football still this freakish alien throwing deep down the field like he's doing things that the nfl is trying to limit at a very high level and i think that's why very rightfully so, probably should be you know the, the lead, the league lead in MVP. They're also on the best football team. They also have the favorite to win Super Bowl odds. So when you look at odds, right, it's like the Buffalo Bills are the favorite to win the AFC. They're the favorite to win the number one AFC seed by like minus two seventy in Vandal, and they're the favorite to win the Super Bowl. Of course, there's you know the Super uh, Josh Allen is going to be the favorite to win MVP. He's plus one twenty five on Vandal to win the MVP, and the Bills are plus one twenty five. I think to go to the Super Bowl like that. That that is correlated for Mahomes. Right. 
why I think we're talking about him less is the mid-range shot isn't as sexy. People want the three-pointers, baby. People want Stephen Curry. People want these guys that are making these deep throws and, and doing the highlight reel stuff, the 5 to 15-yard range, and being efficient there. Jimmy G is efficient in that range. You know, like there's other quarterbacks that are efficient in that range. As for Holmes, though, when you look at, you compare it to the quarterbacks last year that were efficient in this range. Because I don't think this year to last year is drastically different in how much defenses are playing too high shells. I think they're getting better at it, and that's why you see the drop-off in completions, 20-plus yards downfield. When you look at last year, the quarterbacks that ranked first in efficiency um, in these metrics. Aaron Rodgers won the league MVP. Joe Burrow went to the sure. Super Bowl. Matthew Stafford won the Super Bowl. Jimmy G should have went to the Super Bowl if Jaquasi Tart doesn't drop the pick. Like, the quarterbacks that are mastering this mid-range, whether that's offense like Andy Reid and Kyle Shanahan doing what they need to do, or just the quarterbacks getting better in that area, that is, I think, what is sustainable. Right? That's sustainable offense, and that's evident in just how dominant this offense has been. Like, EPA gets thrown around a lot. It's, it's, the new, it's the new sexy efficiency metric. But to be double. When I think of, of sexy, I think of yes. expected points added, Austin. Same, You're same, right about same, that. Same. So, like, but when you think about what they're doing offensively in EPA per drive, like they are double the second best team, the Buffalo Bills. Double. Like to be double in an efficiency metric at this point in the season is bananas. Yeah, that's and a lot of that, I think you have to tip your cap also to Andy Reid, which may be a part of the reason why he's not in that MVP conversation as well, because he's getting propped up by a really, really good offensive play caller. When you look at, you know, looking at PFF's heat maps that look at routes, tracking routes and tracking the, where the players are running routes uh, down to down, they're running more routes in this 5 to 15 area, and specifically over the middle of the field, because they know there's opportunity there. Patrick Mahomes is seizing it, and now I get, you could argue he's not just the most efficient quarterback in the NFL, he's doing what you need to do to have deep postseason success better than any other quarterback. Okay. That, that's really interesting. That's a point I think we're going to come back to a lot, the sustainability of this. Because I've talked about this as a, this a bunch. This is sort of like a, a bee in my bonnet. But like the way that the Chiefs play and construct their roster, if you think about it only on, a, on an individual year basis, just what is the ceiling for the 2020, 2022 Chiefs? Had too much coffee this morning, apparently. You miss the point. Because they can't, with so, if you have an asset like Patrick Mahomes under contract for a decade, you cannot build in that way. And a lot of, we we talk so much about how it's an all-in league, right? The Chiefs are not all-in on any individual year. They are all-in on the Patrick Mahomes era. And if they did, if they built that team in a way where they were prioritizing just one specific year, they would be doing the potential to have a dynasty built around this quarterback a disservice. So I, I, I want to get there. First, I want to dive into why this offense has been so effective in those intermediate areas. Do you think it's just Mahomes playing at a really spectacular level? Is it Andy Reid? Is it how they've gotten the new additions, MBS, Juju, how those guys have changed the offense? What is it that's making this this click in this way? So I think the the easy answer, right, is to say, oh, Mahomes is Mahomes. And Mahomes just continues to just be a dominant, you know, dominant player and all this stuff. I think that's the easy way out, in my opinion. But we're not giving enough credit to Mahomes and how he's like changed how he's played, right? Like we go back to the discourse around the Kansas City Chiefs the early parts of last season. We're like, oh my God, like they're they're putting the cap on this offense. He's not handling it well. He ranks like seventeenth right, in PFF. Too high kill Patrick Mahomes. Exactly. Basically. Did too high kill Patrick Mahomes. He ranked seventeenth in PFF grade. He had nine interceptions weeks one through seven. It, it, what's going on? And then you go to this year, he loses I, I'd say the best receiver in the NFL. Like Tyreek Hill is the best receiver in the NFL. He's the hardest person to game plan against. They lose the best receiver in the NFL. And 
They call more routes at the short intermediate areas. I mentioned the heat map stuff. Like he is, they're calling more routes that go through the five and 15 yard range downfield. That's Andy Reid saying, we need to adjust. We need to be better at this parts of the field, not just because of how we started last year, but we don't have Tyreek Hill. We got Marcus Battle Scantling. He leads the team in completions or receptions of 10, 20 plus yards with three. Tyreek Hill has like 18. Like it, it, it's a different <laughs> game. It's a, it's a, it's a legitimately different game with what Scantling is able to do. Now, the other part of this too, and why they're, they're winning at the area of the field, is the same reason the San Francisco 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo are winning at that area of the field. They're gaining yards after the catch. 6.09 average yards after the catch per reception for the Kansas City Chiefs. That's third ranked in the NFL this season. That, in my opinion, is a huge win and a huge testament to what Juju Smith-Schuster is able to do, what Isaiah Pacheco, Clyde Ochelera are able to do after the catch at that intermediate range. Steve Ruiz wrote an excellent piece on, on TheRinger.com talking about the, the how skilled players are so important in today's league because you, the quarterbacks are not able to like take the cap off and like that. The, the, the quarterbacks, the middle part of the NFL, are not entering this year. Like Joe Burrow isn't playing as well as last year. You aren't seeing um, you're seeing Geno Smith exceed expectations because of the supporting cast and all that kind of stuff. With Mahomes, he is with a worse supporting cast, elevating it to a degree that only I think Josh Allen is capable of in the NFL right now. I think that deserves more credit as well. Schematically, why it's happening, I, I still think a lot of it is calling routes. I still think a lot of it is having the best yak tight end in the NFL and Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. and then also fitting the offense to the personnel, which I think we talk about every single week on, on the Ringer NFL show, on every podcast, it's about which coaches are fitting their offense to their personnel. Andy Reid has done an excellent job of that with time this offseason to actually create an offense that's sustainable in a too high-heavy league without Tyreek Hill. And I think you have to tip your credit, to, you know, tip your hat to, to what Mahomes has done within this offense and how he's changed, how he plays the position, and also Andy Reid, how he's changed the offense. I mean, do you think that there have been changes in, in how he plays the position that extend as far as mechanics how he's like are you seeing a different type of touch on the ball that is conducive to making those short intermediate area throws like what has he changed to enable this i i think there's more throw variability which i think is something that's underrated when you're talking about quarterback evaluation it's all right we're we're putting 25 cents in the jargon jar for that one but keep talking i want to hear about this (laughs) i I think that i think it's an underrated like aspect of like evaluating quarterback positions like how often are you making different types of throws, like putting touch on throws and, and different different speeds on throws. Because you watch, you can watch a lot of quarterbacks take like one speed type of throwers that have to fire it, you know, in the tight windows and are, are throwing with one speed. Patrick Mahomes this year, and to master that mid-range shot, you have to be able to throw with touch in different areas. You have to be able to, yes, light it up and throw that fastball. You also have to throw the curve and throw these different things that allow for, you know, getting the ball over linebackers, but not so high over linebackers with speed. Like, I think that, what Mahomes has done is no longer has to just throw the fastball, just throw the things down the football field. He can be multiple or variable with how he throws the football. I, I, I also think that, and I know this island take is about, we're not talking enough about Patrick Mahomes and he deserves more credit for what he's doing. There is a lot of reason to say like this island take is also an adjacent to we're not you know, giving enough credit to what Andy Reid and the supporting cast has done, right? Like they, Andy Reid, you know, bring in Isaiah Pacheco, they bring in Juju Smith-Schuster, they bring in Marcus Valdez-Scantling and they don't run what they've been previously running. They run a lot more underneath stuff. They run a lot more stuff that's cater to the strengths of this offense. They don't have a Tyreek Hill. Um, and I, I, I still I still think that Andy Reid deserves a lot of his credit, not as much as what Mahomes has done to adjust how he plays the position, but still a lot of the credit as well. So I'm hoping that you will play uh, PR chief here for a second. If the goal is to get Patrick Mahomes' chief's offense segments up into the A blocks of talk shows and to just build a whole bunch of buzz around how they've molded this offense, how they've changed how they play to 
be best equipped to attack the style of defenses that they're going to face more and more week in and week out in today's NFL. How are you doing that? Like run the Patrick Mahomes PR campaign so that we properly respect how difficult it is to, to see a tiger change their stripes in this way. All right. I'm putting on my PR hat here. I'm putting on my PR hat. The Kansas City Chiefs last year and this year see a lot of too high plays. How many? The second most in the NFL. They see, they see too high looks because Patrick Mahomes can destroy you. He can destroy you if you don't. He can destroy you if you do not put a cap on the offense or a cap. Yeah, a cap on the offense. Changing, giving him credit for like changing, you know, being a more multiple thrower and targeting more the underneath stuff, like is is a big part of the PR campaign. But it, a lot of it's also willingness, right? Again, comparing the discourse to last year to this year, it's like, you know, some somebody, I think Benjamin Solak and others have said like it's just less fun. It's less fun to target the underneath stuff and take the easy throws and do things yeah. underneath and not be like this big, big arm quarterback that just makes the highlight real throws downfield. Taking that willingness to do that in this offense, where. We've seen when you compare to last year, the quarterbacks that are having success in this area are having success deep in the postseason. There's sustainability to that. That is a massive win for this Chiefs offense. And I think the other part of this too is that it's elevating every part of the offense. It's not that Patrick Mahomes has gone from 29th in yards per attempt on 5 to 15 yard throws to 1st in yards per attempt on 5 to 15 yard throws. It's not just that. It's that the offense from weeks 1 to 7 last year, so you're not including the bye this season, averaged 0.91 EPA per offensive drive to this year 1.38, which is not just the best in the NFL, second or, or double the second best team in the Buffalo Bills. The offense is an arm and a leg more efficient than they ever, every other team that's dealing with a lot of these same concerns, especially if you have a elite quarterback. Josh Allen is seeing a lot of two high plays as well. He is facing that because the Bills don't run the football a ton and new O, Josh Allen, if you don't put a cap on him, he's going to be able to unleash it. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. There's no better feeling than a personal win, and the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. This episode is brought to you by Modelo. What does a true fan look like? It's cheering the loudest. It's never missing a game no matter what. And for that, you deserve an ice cold reward because you are a fighter and Modelo is your reward. Modelo, the mark of a fighter. Shop delivery or pickup options near you at ordermodelo.com. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Spring is here and you can now get almost anything you need for your sunny days delivered with Uber Eats. What do we mean by almost? Well, you can't get a well-groomed lawn delivered, but you can get a chicken parmesan delivered. A cabana? That's a no. But a banana? That's a yes. A nice tan? Sorry. Nope. But a box fan? Happily yes. A day of sunshine? No. A box of fine wines? Yes. Uber Eats can definitely get you that. Get almost, almost anything delivered with Uber Eats. Order now. Alcohol in select markets. Product availability may vary by region. See app for details. Have you ever spotted McDonald's hot, crispy fries right as they're being scooped into the carton? And time just stands still. The offense might be more efficient than the Bills statistically. They did lose that game in part because the Chiefs really struggled to run the ball. Do you think that because good rushing attacks, generally speaking, are how we're seeing a lot of offenses, the offenses that are successfully combating the too high trend. A lot of them are doing it through having a viable 
run game and focusing on that in ways that just have not been advantageous in past years that have become a little bit more strategically sound because of what we're seeing defense is doing. The Chiefs are still an offense that ranks 23rd in rush yards per game. They're 18th in yards per rush. Do they need to fix that in order to have the most potent offense to attack these defensive trends? Or do you think that Mahomes is completely making up for that in terms of how he's playing on the field? I, I think fixing that makes it easier, right? But like, go back to last year, the Chiefs ranked sixth in EPA per rush, and the offense wasn't as good as this. This year, they ranked middle of the pack in EPA it's per flipped. rush, 18th in EPA per rush. Like they're not, they're not having a lot of success running the football. And I think a lot of people have talked about adding Isaiah Pacheco. He looks great. He's, you know, he's flashy. They're, they, they, they started him over Clyde Edwards-Solaire because they're not getting enough out of the run game, and they're trying to find new things to get more out of the run game. What they are getting the most out of is this underneath passing game and getting yards after the catch. Like I said, third in the league in yards after the catch per reception. They're, they're creating with this window five to 15 yards downfield, not necessarily an extension of the run game because more of that is like screens and running RPOs and those types of things, but like still a hyper-efficient way that is risk avoided, right? Risk avoided in that you know, the more you target downfield, the more inaccurate passes, the more turnovers, all those things. It's, it's a risk avoided style of offense that isn't necessarily running the football, which they're not having a lot of success doing. But Mahomes has just turned, turned the corner. I mean, going back to my PR campaign, Mahomes went from 29th in efficiency <laughs> in these throws to first. First. And that's asking him to do things he wasn't doing before. That's asking him to have a, you know to make the most out of a receiving core that probably the worst receiving core he's had since entering the league. That, in my opinion, where everyone wants to fa- you know fawn over Josh Allen, who I think at points of the season has been the best quarterback in the NFL, and he's done some heroic alien things. Mahomes, man, I, I, when you look at this Kansas City Chiefs team and when you look at this looming AFC championship between the Buffalo Bills, I, there is sustainability to this offense that I'm not saying the Bills don't have, but I, I think it could be enough to topple a Buffalo Bills team if they are playing in Buffalo uh, late in January, early Feb. If you had an MVP vote and you had to cast it right now, who's it going to? Uh, gosh darn it, this might kill my island take, but I'd probably <laughs> give it to Josh Allen. I'd probably give it to Josh Allen because I think what he's doing, isolated of everything, isolated of two high defenses, isolated of who the coach is, isolated of all that. Like he, you lost Brain Dayball this offseason. You bring in Ken Dorsey, he's still like he looks better. Almost. Like he looks different. And I think Josh Allen. Yeah, it's not like Dayball's not crushing it. So it's it's not that like oh maybe Brian Dayball wasn't all he was cracked up to be. It's just that it still yes. doesn't matter. Exactly. I, I think that you you give it to Josh Allen, who has a better record, who I think is minus two seventy to secure the number one seed in the AFC. Like I think. If I had to place a bet, it'd be on Josh Allen. And honestly, if I had to cast a vote, it might be Josh Allen. But Patrick Mahomes is right there. And I think people are talking about Tua. People are talking about Jalen Hurts. There is no one else in the conversation. Like, there's no one else in the elite quarterback conversation outside of Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Like, they don't, don't put anyone two. else there. It's yeah. just those two. And Mahomes, to do what he's doing with the worst supporting cast, in my opinion, I think the Buffalo Bills have the better supporting cast in Gabriel Davis and Stephon Diggs, I, I still think is, is just so impressive that it needs to be talked about more. But if, if you include the quarterback in the run game, the Bills can, the Bills have their own issues with the running game, but they, if you include what Josh Allen adds, they have a more potent running game than the Chiefs do. So they have a little bit more, you know, quote unquote balance. They have a little bit more to offer in terms of what they can do there than Kansas City can. I, I would be so fascinated to know what those conversations are like within the Chiefs organization, what it's like in a meeting room, even in off-season planning meetings, talking to a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes and basically saying, whether it comes from coaching, front office, or from Mahomes himself, 
Like, what is the conversation where you essentially ask him to do less? And it's not less. That's a bad way of, of putting it and a bad way of thinking about it. But if you ask him to play a more boring style of offense, right? Like part of why maybe we're not talking about this enough. Yes. Let's face here's, it. It's not as fun to watch. Not nearly. Not nearly. Here's, here's the PR. I'm putting the hat back on. Patrick Holmes is not playing a boring style of offense. He's playing a winning one. It's the best offense in the NFL. <laughs> it's the best offense in the NFL. It's double. It's double what the freaking Bills are doing. Go, go, go have your Josh Allen. Who? This is the stat that separates the MVP conversation. This is the stat that has people comparing Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen to a Josh Allen. I like it. Josh Josh Allen. There's only two quarterbacks in the NFL that have a positive EPA per dropback average win pressure. It's Josh Allen and Tua Tagovailoa. Josh Allen, zero point two one EPA per dropback win pressure. That's stupid. It's stupid. It shouldn't happen. It should never happen again. It's alien like. Patrick Mahomes, when kept clean, when the offense is pass protecting up front, has the best EPA per dropback. When kept clean, he's maximizing what the offense is, op- you know, giving him. Josh Allen doesn't even rank inside the top four of that. He's fifth in EPA per dropback when kept clean. He is playing a winning style of offense. It's more sustainable to have success when it kept clean as a passer than it is under pressure. Now, what Josh Allen is doing under pressure is stupid and insane and why he's the MVP favorite. But what Patrick Mahomes is doing in the system of the offense is the best in the league. My takeaway from this, we'll we'll get to our moment of truth and I'm going to have to make a call here at some point. My takeaway from this so far is like the rest of the NFL should be scared. Yes. Should be a little worried based on what the Chiefs have done so far this year, right? Because they have these receivers who are, they're they're pass catching core overall and and I'm including Kelsey in that certainly is good. Like I'm not here for any of this. Oh, who's he throwing to? stuff because overall no. that is a good group yes but it still doesn't have Tyree Kill, right like you cannot convince me that there's any sort of on its own isolated positive to removing a player who probably strikes more fear in the hearts of defensive coordinators when they have to plan for him than any other skill position guy in football right but Moving on from him helps you with your salary cap. It helps you have a big contract from Mahomes. Helps you plan for for what you're going to need to do to keep your roster and, and keep a solid defense year in and year out, right? And then through eight weeks, we have proof of concept here that the quarterback's just fine with it. And he can have, okay, maybe sometimes a slightly less exciting offense, but just as an efficient offense, if not more, playing in a way that, doesn't require having that guy. Which is good news, not because, to me, it's not because, oh, defenses play too high, so Tyreek Hill wouldn't be valuable to the Chiefs. The reason that's good news for them is just Tyreek Hill's expensive. You can't always have a Tyreek Hill on your roster. You can't make a 10-year plan for your team and go, we are always, always, always going to be able to have that guy and Kelsey and a decent defense that's going to be, you know, middle of the pack or above and have enough money to pay everybody, right? And then you talk about how his play has been so good when he's not pressured and how that's more sustainable year in and year out and, and something that we can say, okay, Mahomes was so good in this area in 2022. That probably tells us he's more likely to, keep it going in 2023, 2024, whatever. That's scary, right? Because that means yes. that the Chiefs are just not going 
anywhere. And I'm not saying that that's exactly shocking, but that is a team that's effectively building to be in six AFC championship games, right? In the next decade. And if you do that, you're going to win a couple Super Bowls because you might lose some of those AFC championship games. You might win them and then go and lose a Super Bowl, whatever. But like that is how the Patriots built a dynasty by doing that. And football is a game with a lot of variables. When you get into an individual game situation, there's just a lot of randomness. But if you get there, if you get there that many times and you don't have to, you have the luxury of having a team and a roster that's built to do that. So if you get the one year where you get slammed with injuries, okay, maybe you don't make it that year, but you're still okay. You're still structurally sound in your roster to do it the next year. And you don't have to deal with something like, okay, what the Rams are dealing with right now which is you stack enough injuries in one area and all of a sudden this team that is super expensive and costs so much in terms of salary cap dollars, draft capital. Well, sorry, this year's probably not the year. Like if you poured it all into, let's call it a three-year window, third of that goes out the drain because you got hit with an injury stack at one position. The Chiefs don't have to think like that and they don't have to deal with that. And like that is their that is their biggest advantage when we think about the long-term sort of what's going to happen in, in the league. And I think that's more than anything else. That's what this says to me. I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head. And I think the more that, you know, I talk this out beyond just an Island take to, you know, what are the like longevity components of it? it it's, it's the willingness to adjust how you're playing the quarterback position or how you're approaching the offense and Andy Reid's willingness. That's Mahomes. And Andy Reid's willingness to adjust the offense, right? I think look at last year with Matthew Stafford and the Los Angeles Rams, one of the more efficient offenses in the NFL, Cooper Cup, OBJ. It was, you know, Andrew Whitworth, a pass protection where they had a lot of success. This year, they've completely fallen off a cliff. The offensive line is worse. You know, um, the, the receiving core is arguably worse with Otto Beckham Jr. And they've fallen off a cliff. Patrick Mahomes has been under pressure more than Matthew Stafford this year. And I would argue that the Rams with Cooper Cup and Allen Robinson have a better receiving core than Matthew you know, than Patrick Mahomes does this year. The difference is Sean McVay and Matthew Stafford have not found ways to adjust with ailments and personnel. Whereas the Kansas City Chiefs said, "No, we're losing Tyreek Hill against, and the defense has continued to put two high shells against us. We're going to change. Mahomes is going to change. Andy Reid's going to change. Yeah, we're going to add players like Marcus Valdez Scantling and Juju Smith-Schuster to try and mitigate some of that, but we're not going to be able to have." the same supporting cast that we had before. And I think every single week I get on a podcast or I, I go to write the Power Rankings article on The Ringer and I continue to find myself talking about this like willingness to change in coaches and this willingness to change in even some players and how they approach the game is the biggest edge in the NFL. It, it, the biggest edge in the NFL is being able to say, I'm going to do things differently than what I've done before or than what supporting cast have had me, allowed me to do before, right? I, we were talking a little bit before about, before we started recording about Mike McDaniel and he comes from the Shanahan offense and, and he's going to run like a copycat of that. It's different. It's a lot different. What he's doing, right. way more RPOs and running things that are fit to Tua Tungabailoa's skill set and fit to the skill sets of a historic receiving duo in Jalen Waddle and Tyree Kill. It's different. It's a change that he wasn't running in San Francisco. And I, I, I do think that with Andy Reid, who gets a lot of appropriate, rightful you know, uh, criticism for how he handles late, you know, late game management and timeouts and things like that, that's still not a strong suit. What he's been doing this year in terms of changing how he calls offense 
to fit the skill set of this team and what Mahomes has done to fit that, I think is truly impressive. Any final thoughts before I issue my my verdict here? I think I'm ready. The, the only final thought I have is none of this is to say that Josh Allen isn't playing well. Like Josh Allen, like I said, I'd probably cast my vote for MVP. Yeah. Like I don't want this to be like uh, Patrick Mahomes no, is I, better I don't than Josh Allen is. type of thing. And it, it, the thing is for me is that as we start to draw our eyes toward a Jalen Hurts and a Tua Tungabailoa and a Geno Smith, fuck. Like you start to look at these other quarterbacks that are having more success. It's like, don't forget, don't you forget that Patrick Mahomes is a different dude, man. Like, don't you forget for a second that his other teams are having success and you see quarterbacks being propped up by really good offensive systems and really good supporting cast. And Patrick Mahomes is independent of that. And it's one of one in this league as someone who can just do you know, really different things. Okay. So here's the deal, Austin. This is this is the moment in the show when I have to be on the island, off the island. Sometimes I'm on a neighboring island. What I'm feeling compelled to do in this moment is I, oh, I, I'm no. going to flip this. We're going to flip okay. chairs for a moment. I, I'm struggling if I'm on... I need a clearer understanding of exactly... It's hard for me to tell exactly how much we are or aren't like talking about Patrick Mahomes or not. But what I want to flip to you is I'm going to tell you what island I'm on and you tell me what you think of it. Because I don't know if I'm on the Patrick Mahomes underrated, not talked enough about island. But after this conversation, what I'm feeling is that I'm on, this is Patrick Mahomes' most impressive season. Island. Patrick Mahomes won MVP in 2018. He threw for 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. All right? So we got a pretty high bar here. That's why I think this is an island-worthy take. But as we ran through this, the challenge of taking a guy like that and, and him, you know, adjusting his game, adjusting his philosophy when he's in the moment, in the heat of competition, and really understanding and having the discipline to adjust how he plays, to fit the personnel, to fit what defenses are giving, and have that all add up to this offense that is more efficient than they have been in a time when defense is beating offense in the NFL right now. Like, we never thought that that would happen. Never thought that that would happen again. And Mahomes has been able with very easily, arguably, a talent downgrade around him, has been able to change what he does in a way that makes them more efficient. That is genuinely, I think, the most the most impressive thing that I've seen him do because I just think it's impossible to overstate how hard that is. To be a guy who's succeeded as an athlete at every single level, at everything that he's ever done at multiple sports, to be someone where it's just like you have that innate belief that if the game is on the line, you're going to go win it. And you have that, you know, it's it's almost like a God complex. It is so hard for people like that to change and to say, what I've succeeded doing might not work anymore. So I'm going to alter how I play. Like that is one of the hardest, 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 hardest things to do in all of sports. And you are absolutely right to point out that we shouldn't take for granted or underrate or let fly under the radar that that's what Patrick Mahomes has done this season. And I'm not sure, you know, 
it's hard to do something more impressive than throw for 50 touchdowns. But I think there's a strong argument that this is it. I'm with you on that island. And here's why. He he threw for 50 touchdowns and 5,000 yards in 2018 before the league had even seen him. Right? He broke the league. He literally broke the league. So maybe that is... He broke the league into like, holy shit, if that's a guy that can do that, we need to put a cap on these (laughs) these types of offenses. And since then... Since then, league, every every year, the league has added more two high shells to limit these types of games, these types of seasons from Patrick Mahomes. In that season, across the full season, we still got games to go. In that season, 0.33 EPA per draft back, through for 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns. This year, through week seven, he's on pace for 5,200. He's 0.35 EPA per draft back. A more efficient player when you look at what he's doing within this Kansas City offense. Limited sample size, it's not across the full 16-game season. He's through for 50 fucking touchdowns. That's insane. However, I think there's a lot of reason when you factor in, he comes in, essentially his rookie season in 2018, and breaks the league. The league literally snaps in half. Then, progressively, the league has adjusted to literally stop players like him. And guess what? He turned around, is like, I can be something else. I can be something better. I can, I can elevate my game. An elevated game that threw for 50 touchdowns in this league. I can change it and I can be better. That, I agree. Like, that's an island that no one's on right now. Josh Allen, yes, has like, in similar ways, broke the league with like, I think his rushing ability is underrated. I think there's a lot about his game that has improved so much since that 2018 season for him that I think has like changed how the league approaches things. However, what Patrick Mahomes is to be the best quarterback in the NFL one way and now the best quarterback in the NFL another way, I, 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 like you said, it's a hard thing to do. It's a hard thing to do and something that you just have to sit back and appreciate. All right. So you're on this is this so far is Patrick Mahomes' most impressive season island with me. Yes. Awesome. See you there. We'll get some we'll get some some nice beach umbrellas going. We'll make it a cool spot. This has been the Island on the Ringer NFL show feed. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks again to Austin. Uh no shield with the scramble this week. So the preview show will be up next. That's on Friday. Thank you to Stefan Anderson for production on this episode and to Connor Nevins and Arjuna Rangopal for additional production supervision. <laughs> <laughs> 